Jackson live from the ESPN 690 and Jared Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. I get maybe on paper the Dolphins have the better team, but they're missing some big components. No Parker's way. out. Howard's out. No hey, if this is the game to win, this should be the game to win for the Jaguars. Give me the Dolphins. Wow! He's got the touchdown. A great strike by Tungabailoa. It's a six-yard touchdown throw, and the Dolphins score on their first possession. Logan Cook again. He'll boot this one. Night is dark is just before the dawn. It is there. The pass is long to the end zone. It's caught by Marvin Jones. He beat Igbenogany a 28-yard strike and a touchdown pass. Wait a second. First and goal. Robinson gets these blocked by Hollister. Touchdown, Jacksonville. They've got their first lead this afternoon. Give me the Jags. Oh, wow. Dual winds up. Picked off by Nevin Lawson. He'll weave and they take it right back and brought down by Holland. Wright will try from 54 to tie. 54 yarder. Nope. Hey, 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 hey. Got it. Got it. How about that? Holy crap. I told you where I was leaning all week long, and I'm going to get three and a half points on this as well. I think the Jags went out right here. Nice to done, Casey. Man, gosh, say, have you slept the last 24 hours? Do I dare How say your best work take? ever? Happiest work ever. It's up there for <laughs> yeah, sure. For work. sure. We can put a smile on your face. That's a good thing. <laughs> well done. Well done. That's awesome. Happy Victory Monday, everybody. Yeah. First one in 400 days here in Jacksonville. You've earned it. Give us a call, 904-362-9901. Where were you? What was your reaction? How you doing? Just let's call this a three-hour parade. We're not going to actually parade in the streets, but it's a three-hour parade here at Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. You've earned it. The Jags earned it. We earned it. It's here. Sure, there was a myriad of things that could have gone wrong and did go wrong. Oh, yeah. But they all get squashed by a win. They do, and it's amazing how much a win can cover up. Um, and I don't even care about the defense. You know, and Mike Gusecki, don't even care how much complaining Mike Gusecki was doing. At the end of the day, <laughs> you're hoisting a W, and it, it was well needed. It was, it was, I mean, do I dare say well-deserved. And um, I'm not going to say deserved. I think they, they earned it, you know. Um, a few things happened. I really don't care. I'm just happy that they, they finally got a win, Brent, because it's been a long time coming. Yeah, they made a couple plays when they needed to make plays, and they had made some losing plays in the game, but there were a lot of those back and forth, and they made more than Miami. I mean, that's really all you have to do. You don't yeah. have to be better than the Rams when you play the Dolphins, okay? True. I mean, you got to be better than the Dolphins, and the Dolphins were bad at times. The Jags were bad at times. The Jags were good at times. Mm -hmm. Dolphins were good early, not really much the rest of the way. So uh, that's what happens, and Jags have been right there with some teams, you know, with some good teams too. 
along this streak and just couldn't make these kind of plays or or the other team made more than them um and that's the way it goes it's really wild we're stacking the show yesterday watching the game and at halftime i'm about so my my theme of last night's action sports shacks primetime at halftime mm-hmm. was uh well you might have lost 21 games in a row if dot 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 okay and i had nine things now listed down after the first half Eesh. like nine like yeah. the punt the taunting yeah the third and nine to start the game where josh allen's like all over two and they complete the pass for nine anyway mm-hmm. um you name it you know and then we just delete 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 by the end of the game <laughs> because yeah. it's like well nobody cares about that stuff when you win you hide that and and again they made some critical plays down the stretch the big fourth down stop uh, the, obviously the fourth and eight and calling timeout and executing that play and then a couple of kicks, which they've had a major kicking problem during this 20-loss streak mm-hmm. for the Jags, and they figured that out on a day in London um, along the way. So, hey, that's it's awesome. Good for the – I really do feel good for a lot of those. But, I mean, you could see – you see the video of Josh oh, Allen yeah, running around man. like a little kid. For sure. I mean, Josh Allen, he, he really – he loves this place. You can tell. He likes being in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. He, he, he has said it. I think he wears it. And I think uh, for a guy like that who's been a nice ambassador even through this losing streak, Mm -hmm. to see him exhale a little bit, I think it's cool. Like, I feel for the players in that. We've been hammering those guys for 400 days. We really have. Mm -hmm. And, by the way, they earned a lot of that. Um, So it was a nice nice afternoon for them. Well, and it's, you know, as far as that defense is concerned with Josh Allen, um, you know, I can sit here and nitpick what happened in the first half. But at the end of the day, it's how you finish. And, and you bent, but you didn't break. Because those last two series on the Jaguars' defense, they came up huge did. When, they, when they had to. Whether it was, uh, you know, creating a turnover like they did. Now, thank you, Tua. Appreciate that interception. Oh, that a bad throw. Yeah. Or, or whether it was, you know, the, the fourth and one stop on Malcolm Brown. I mean, they just, they came up big when they had to. And that was great to see because we've seen time and time again with this team more of the same. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. When it was fourth and one, Malcolm Brown getting the ball. I'm like, oh, first down, they're going to drive, score, and that's going to be the game. And that wasn't the case. And you saw something different. And then when Matthew Wright had his opportunity, I'm going to be like, there's no way this is going to go in because this <laughs> is the Jaguars. And, of course, they've had kicking, you know, conundrums now the past two years. There's no way this is going to go in because that would be too perfect. Well, it goes in. So, like, for the first time in a long time, it wasn't the same old Jags. Like, this looked different, this felt different, and obviously getting the W is the most important thing. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, it's uh, it's a one-week thing, really. It's a two-week thing, two-week and I thing. said that. I said, you know, how, that I think it's important going into the bye week like this stuff So um, and have feel a good feeling around here, a good feeling around town. It was a nice Sunday for everybody in Jacksonville. I mean, the, the reactions from all around the city that people recorded are really cool. And by the way, it's all around the globe, not just the city, but a lot of reactions in Jacksonville uh, from Urban Meyer's wife and daughter to anybody who was at an establishment that's cool you know that's fun it shows you what Sundays mean too mm-hmm. and I think that does show you what the Jags mean to a lot of people and a lot of people have stuck through this and had to live with this and wear this um, because it's tough being a Jags fan sometimes it's tough being a Jags player sometimes mm-hmm. it's tough being a part of the Jags organization sometimes mm-hmm. and uh they get to all exhale, which is really cool, from the social media team to the staff to, to everybody else. So I like that. You know, a couple of hidden things. You talk about the defense. I, When Urban Meyer makes what I believe is a mistake, and we'll talk about it, but the mistake of not putting points on the board and going up a touchdown, the Jags' defense then allows a touchdown. And, and I tweeted at that time. I was like, well, Trevor's going to have to save Urban here again. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it kind of feels like that. Coming out of what happened the last couple of weeks ago, we kind of said, hey, Trevor can kind of save him, get mm-hmm. a win, right? Trevor is 
is kind of the good right here in Jacksonville right now. We'll keep propping him up. Um, but I was kind of raw. Trevor did do a couple of things, and Matthew Wright did some things. But I really think the defense actually saved Urban. They didn't yeah. in the next five minutes, but after that, they did. I mean, they made some stops. And hidden in all of this is that the as bad as the defense has been, and it's been bad, mm -hmm. uh, it, that, and it's really not, like, good, I wouldn't say. But Miami scored on three of the first four possessions. Mm -hmm. And I looked this up yesterday when we were talking about it on our TV show, and I said, one out of the last seven possessions they were able to score. Mm -hmm. One out of seven. Mm -hmm. You know, again, Tua did some of that, but the Jags made critical stops. They forced punts. I mean, there were like three punts on fourth and one alone. Kaseki reached the ball over two different times. That If they reviewed it, it looked like it was going to be really close. It was a tough yeah. play to review. Yep. But the defense did just enough to kind of hold that rope and give the offense and Matthew Wright and the Jags a chance to salvage that game. So uh, the defense... Outside of the interception and the fourth and one stop, I don't think looked like any sexy kind of plays, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they did a good enough job. Like, everybody keeps throwing that number of 20, 24 games in a row with 20 points. Mm -hmm. And, like, nobody in the modern era has done that. That's how bad it's been. But to be honest with you, if you can keep a team to 20 points in the NFL, you're doing a hell of a job, especially no, this for day sure. and age. No, absolutely. And, yeah, you know, in talking about the defense here, you know, if you look at Tua's numbers, he had a pretty good day. I mean, when yeah, you go 33 for 47, 329 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, like, I'm not going to lie, I thought the game plan in the first half was to have him throw it as much as possible and gain his confidence so then he could hurt his ribs and like because he's so tired of throwing the ball <laughs> nonstop. Like, I thought that was actually the game plan because he was just letting it rip because, as he should have, uh, you know, the Jaguars are having a, a rough time stopping it. But at the end of the day, and, yeah, Mike Gusecki had a day. Now, he cried a little bit, but he had a day. J Jalen Waddle kind of had a coming-out party, if you will, two touchdowns and everything. But once again, you, you bent, but you didn't break, and you still rest on what you do well in your identity, and that's stopping the run. And, and I think for the, for the most point, you know, I mean, under 100 yards rushing once again for the Miami Dolphins. Now, they're not really a big rushing team, but nevertheless, you – you still stayed by your identity and what you do well, and they did that. I think it helped them when the game was the most important in stopping that fourth and one. All right, so what does it mean? Uh, the Jags win. Uh, they're one and five. They get off the schneid. We don't have to talk about 399 days. And, I mean, gosh, these numbers were just, like, mm. ingrained in my mind. Like, I could, I didn't even have to look at the calendar anymore. I knew the numbers so well. We set them 400 times a day. And so the Jags don't have to worry about that. Uh, listen, we all don't believe this is a team that's going to now make a run and go on this winning streak. Nobody does, I don't think. I think Trevor Lawrence in London put it perfectly on Friday. He said, whatever happens these next 12 games, we're going to get this thing going around here. Mm -hmm. Well, did, did yesterday help get it going? Did it help turn it at least a, a little bit to now where, you know, you got 11 games left and the Jags win four games? You know, again, they're still not a 6-5 and five team over 11. Let's be honest with ourselves. Uh, and they have a tough schedule at times. But can they squeak out four wins and end up 5-12 and 12 on the year, which wouldn't be that far off what people thought. I mean, is that a realistic thing now? Do you feel that way that the Jags have been in close games, but now they figured out how to win one, maybe that snowballs a bit? Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously they have this week off. Um, and then, you know, the, you go through the bye week. Traveling to Seattle is going to be tough. Yeah, it's Traveling hard. to the West Coast, but that's the thing, though. The past showings have said, okay, it's tough. 
It's hard to win on the West Coast. They always have trouble. Well, this could be a new team. They could surprise you here. I'm not ready to say Jaguars are going to go to Seattle and beat them, but I'm saying if you want to keep proving to yourselves that you're not the old Jaguars, that just this one game against in London where, you know, the Dolphins aren't the best team in the NFL. I don't want to call it a fluke by any means because you earned that win, but if you want to improve off that and show that, hey, we're making progress and we're ready to roll, well, then a good game against Seattle is going to do that as well, even if they're missing Russell Wilson. There were some people, I think, that really thought, coming off, say, the Tennessee game and, and an 0-5 start, that they wouldn't win a game. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they really and, – and by the way, they'd lost 20 in a row. So, I mean, I think for those, for those of you that thought that, like, Fair. I see where you're coming from. Yeah. I never really thought that. I think they would find – this feels like – this felt like that, that first Gus Bradley team, but way more talented. Mm-hmm. Like, where it was 0-8, historically bad, things were ugly, and they still they won four out of five at one time. And I'm telling you folks, go back, I will always say this, go look at that roster. It was not a good roster, and the mm-hmm. Jags found a way to win four out of five, because that's the nature of the NFL. Not to win four out of five, but you'll find a couple of W's. And it was tough for the Jags to go 1-15 last year. Yes. Like, it was hard to do that. Uh, so, I kind of felt like maybe the best, you look at the last four games of the year for the Jags, Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's no doubt, even if they didn't win this game Sunday, they'd win a couple of those games. I think they'd still be searching for those wins. I yeah. think they'd try. The seven-game stretch, I think, was tough. But you'd, you'd have an Atlanta team that's not as good as you thought it could be, or, or I thought it could be. Tennessee's, eh, they're okay. Seattle doesn't have Russell Wilson. So now you can Indianapolis. Kinda, yeah, Indianapolis, you always match up with. Yeah. Can you now talk yourself into, well, maybe they can win a handful of games this year as they continue to get better? Because I'll tell you this. With all the urban stuff, and I still don't know where the urban stuff's going to land. Mm-hmm. And I think he deserves a lot of criticism. Well, but I, and thank God they won, because if they didn't win, we'd be talking about call that. And, oh, yeah. And we will, but he deserves a lot. But somewhere along the way, whether it's Urban or Charlie Strong or, or the staff or the players, they have not, he hasn't lost them. Mm-hmm. Like, this team continues to really play hard. It is energized and excited to play football every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like, you saw that at the end of that game. I mean, that was a playful bunch of grown men, yeah. you know, giddy bunch of grown men to win. That shows me that these guys are going to play and scratch and claw. And I'm, somewhere along the way, you got to give the coaching staff some credit for that. I also say their quarterback continues to get better and better mm-hmm. and experience different things but not take a huge step back. Like, the, the coaches have to be somewhat responsible for that. I think Trevor's a gifted guy, yeah. you know, and he's a special guy. But he, they have to have some credit for that. So there's some good things going on here that at least what happened two or three weeks ago didn't derail what that locker room is trying to accomplish in turning this thing around. I think that's a positive sign. Yeah, I think the, the, the ultimate telling thing was the fact of, you know, when they're celebrating and then – Players went up to Urban, hugged him, gave him high fives. So, like, you know, it it all felt like a team there, right? So, usually in situations, if you win a game and all these emotions are going through, like, you still hold it out, like, oh, I'm not going to give that guy a high five because, you know, forget him. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you don't get that sense at all. Um, I don't think Urban Meyer... in spite of him, right? No, for sure. So, I don't think Urban has, has lost that locker room by any means. Now, we definitely questioned it. I questioned it because... Everything that transpired and getting asked the same questions every single day that aren't football-related, um, I think that would drive any player a little insane. But this win came at the most opportune time, though, because now you get to go on that bye week. Now you get to rest up. Um, you know what winning feels like. You, you, you want that taste again. Okay, hopefully it's contagious, um, and that inspires you to, to work a little harder now because once you get that taste of victory, it justifies everything. And... 
I think that was the biggest problem for this team this year is everything being justified. Like, you want to say, yeah, we're going to keep on working, working, that's great. But when you're 0-4 um, and you're going to work every single day, it's not easy because you start questioning, is what we are doing right? Should I really buy wholeheartedly into what these coaches are giving me? Because, well, there's not success on the field. And that game against Miami, that justifies everything, and that gets things rolling. Yeah, listen, listen uh, <laughs> Matt just says on the YouTube channel, Jags got lucky against a oh, bad a Dolphins doubt. team. Well, without yeah, a doubt. They did. I mean, I thought, Matt, I thought Brian Flores coached a terrible game. Uh, he made mistakes. The, the Dolphins are not very good. We were right about that, right? They're just oh, yeah. not very good. Uh, and I don't think, and, I mean, they're playing without, like, five of their players, too. Yeah, I mean, game. Yeah. And, and two have played well. But really, after those first few drives, they got a little stagnant as well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they're not great. But the, and we know the Jags aren't great. But the Jags found a way to beat a team. I mean, the Jags have played some crappy teams over the last 20 games of this losing streak and still not able to find a win. I mean, yeah. Houston's awful. Yeah. Like, it has proved out that Houston's a terrible team. Now, Houston, ironically, played their best six quarters of the year in the first two games of the year. Seems like right? it. Right? Well, but the Jags yeah. contributed to that, too. Yeah. <laughs> because they were so bad in that game. I mean, sure. the Jags were flat out bad in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, listen, they made some plays. The Jags have also shown signs of things moving in a positive direction without W's up until this point. So now, like, to, your, to what you say, you validate a thing or two. I mean, how about Matthew Wright's story? The, the software engineer stuff, you've seen the quote, right, from yeah. Trevor. And and for this guy to come in here, and quite frankly, you wonder if he can make it 54 yards on a kick, and it's, it's a fair curiosity mm-hmm. because he barely did. <laughs> I mean, the Harlan call was awesome. He called it no oh, good. I thought he shanked it as well. Oh, I'm like, yeah. here we go. Like, yep. How did that tuck in? No idea. It's almost like the Jags finally got the wind to blow in the right direction. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> you know? Yep. And, uh, and then he makes it. He really crushed that one. I mean, he, it, that was true. That was good, yeah. uh, the last one. So under the pressure of it, maybe they found their kicker. Uh, but just some nice vibe. That's a, Hey, listen, the moral of today is, it's there's some good vibes in Jacksonville and and yep. uh, people have waited a long time for that uh, to happen and the good vibes should continue for a couple of reasons guys like James Robinson guys like Trevor Lawrence those guys are playing well there's a lot of questions on this team yes. um, uh, no doubt the, that the wind does not change a lot of the question marks no definitely not um, it doesn't change the question marks but it does a good job covering them it does you know it really does for a couple of weeks um, I think right now, still, like we talk about all the time, the identity of the defense, we know what it is. The offense is still this evolving thing. Now, yeah. some of that has to do with injuries, and I understand that, but now all of a sudden, Jamal Agnew seems like he's like your go-to receiver uh, on top of Marvin Jones, and yeah. LaVisca Chenault has kind of fallen out of favor, it seems like, a little bit. Yeah, that's interesting, right? I thought Marvin was spectacular. Like, yeah. Mar- what, what you bring Marvin Jones in to do is what he did. Make a veteran play when you need a play made. The touchdown catch was huge, Mm -hmm. but he made other catches that were huge and didn't drop the ball. I mean, LaVisca dropped the ball a couple times, you know, and again, they weren't easy plays. Sure. I mean, he still had six catches for 54 yards. I think LaVisca is still very much a part of this thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they've slept on him, but I think LaVisca also is not going to be a featured guy. I think we know that by now. So I think getting Marvin Jones in at seven and 100 yards, seven catches, 100 yards, and a couple big plays, Mm -hmm. and when you needed a back shoulder 
play, who'd you go to? Marvin Jones, right? Yeah. When you needed to play in the end zone and go make a play on a, a very good throw but a very good catch, it's Marvin Jones. Like, that's what they brought him in to do. You know, yeah, mm -hmm. you hoped you had D.J. Chark to do that as well in blossoming in year four, but unfortunately he's hurt. Um, but I agree with you. It's a little hard to know exactly what the Jags are. Uh, I, I will say this, though. They've been pretty balanced. You know, Miami stacked the box, shut down the run, mm -hmm. and even still they felt like they ran it enough to me. So... 41 pass attempts, 19 rushes. Yeah. Well, Total. I know that well, doesn't yeah. say balanced. Yeah, I, yeah, get yeah, where you, yeah. I get where you're coming from. Yeah, but, but I feel like the run was, it was six six carries and 18 yards in the first half. And I was like, ah, crap. Here go, Bevel's going to give up on it. Sure. He's going to give up no, on he it. Didn't. And he didn't. Mm -hmm. He got him how many touches? That would be 11 touches then in the second 11 half. 11 touches. And Robinson finished off overall as a 4.3 per clip, which isn't bad. Which isn't bad. And he had the one big run. And he actually had another big run that would have put him over 100 oh, yards. And that play had nothing. Like, he, that was a face mask play that didn't even allow the hole to happen. Yeah. Remember that play, right? Yep. So, again, I think there's some good stories with their offense. The problem is, if you go back through the first six games, they have left a ton of points on the board. A ton, and Urban contributed to that yesterday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's talk more about that play and uh, this Jags win, uh, of course. We're gonna, uh, we'll keep it on the positive end of things as we can because there's uh, a lot to like with Trevor, James Robinson, Marvin Jones. This defense came up big when it had to. Again, against an offense that's really not that good. We get it. But uh, they also allowed Tua to look like Joe Montana on the first drive. They did. And they made some, I want to know from you, did they make adjustments? And is that why they went from scoring on three out of the first four possessions to one on their last seven? Mm -hmm. Or was it stinky Miami play, mm -hmm. better defensive play, or was it a schematic adjustment thing that uh, Joe Cullen did? Uh, because it obviously changed. The production was different. First four drives versus the last seven of the Miami Dolphins gave the Jags a chance to win, and they got it done. It's a victory Monday here in Jacksonville. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Phone lines open. Where were you? How do you feel about it? 904-362-9901. Someone asked you last week is if we're desperate for a win. We are desperate for a win, and, and we came close a few times, and, and uh, there was a lot of things to fix, but uh, you saw a young quarterback make a big-time play at the biggest time of the game, and uh, and then a young kicker that we just signed a couple weeks ago, top 250-plus yarders, so it was a great win. Well, that is Urban Meyer, and it was a good... Listen, any win right now is a great win. Like I said, I... I I know there's probably a segment of folks that it's a beautiful day in Jacksonville. It's a home game. It should have been here in Jacksonville, all that stuff. I think even that population is like, who cares? We won. Yeah, <laughs> right. For sure. I mean, I think like, at least they won. I don't care if they won on Mars, right? At least they won. So um, I get it. I get the sentiment, but they won. And by the way, these guys embraced London. I didn't think... Urban Meyer, an Urban Meyer team would do that. I don't know if Urban Meyer technically did, but the the players seem to embrace London. I mean, they kind of enjoyed it going over there. At least that's what the, they said. I mean, I wasn't over there with them. So, but they said all the right things and like, can't wait to come back. And it's almost like you can look at that trip in two ways and be like, oh my gosh, we're going to fly over here and play a football game. Or you can be like, hey, that's kind of cool. I've never done this. And Trevor Lawrence, again, kind of leading the way. I've been out of the country one other time. <laughs> yeah, Cabo, yeah, yeah. I think he said, right? Yeah. Which isn't that far out of the country. Yeah. And so he embraced it. The players kind of embrace it. And that, that's good for your psyche and your mentality. And I think um, maybe that helped at the end of the day uh, when they get their first win. And by the way, uh, Trevor Lawrence becomes the first rookie quarterback to win in London. Rookies had been 0-5 prior to that. 
Uh, Brent Martin, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. Uh, if you missed Casey's work on his open to the show today, we're going to do it again at 5 o'clock, so uh, you, can, <laughs> you can hear it again. Got to get some run out of that, man. A lot of work went into that thing. You should make an NFT out of it, Casey. Uh, you can see in our uh, commercial break, too, if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Twitch, uh, that we put uh, Jags Report live promotion in there for tonight, 7 o'clock on Fox 30. But James Robinson will join us at Sneakers. So come on out to uh, Sneakers. James Robinson will be there 7 to 7.30. And uh, we have Jags Report live. If you can't make it, uh, you can watch on Fox 37 until 7.30. And again, we've done seriously over 200 shows between radio and TV over the last 400 days talking about losses. Mm -hmm. So don't mind us if we have a little fun here in Jacksonville talking about a W. Uh, it did feel like probably for other organizations, yesterday's reaction after felt more January, oh, February Super Bowl. kind of No, this reaction. was the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's all you have. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, no doubt. Hey, uh, Andy Loosemore is a buddy who, who's been, I should say a buddy, I haven't really met him, but he listens to the show a lot, so we appreciate that from Andy uh, from across the pond. Mm -hmm. He listens and he went to the game yesterday. Nice. And he said, uh, great to be there and see it. However, there are still many issues to be fixed. The win against a poor Miami team will help confidence and belief. My overwhelming feeling was how on earth did we win that? <laughs> Not going to watch it back and catch you guys on the podcast tomorrow is uh, what he said. Uh, he always listens to the pod podcast. You can subscribe as well, Action Sports Jacks, on ESPN 690. And, yeah, the Jags did a lot of things wrong. Flores at the end did a lot of things wrong. A couple of challenges that I never thought he would win. Mm -hmm. uh, he tried, lost some timeouts because of it. But let's talk about the end of the game scenario because that's where the fun is. And to me, this whole game, the, the whole thing that's flipped is the fourth quarter. I mean, sorry, the fourth downs. Yes. The script changed. We went, go back and visit two weeks ago in Cincinnati, fourth and inches. They don't get in. They could have gone up 21 nothing. And I think a lot of people believe if they go up 21 nothing, they win that game. I mean, Jags have been bad, but come on. That's 21 nothing. It's totally different uh, than it was 14 nothing. Momentum stopped, and then Cincinnati came out of the gates with the lock, with the ball, and, and then they got rolling. It really yeah. changed the momentum going into halftime. Well, then here last week against Tennessee. Now, Jags are in comeback mode. I'm not saying they win the game, but they certainly had all the momentum, and they had 10, 11 minutes to go in the game. Fourth and inches again. James Robinson not even in the game on seven plays in the sequence. And and they don't get in on fourth down after it looked like Trevor had gotten in mm -hmm. on third down. And so, huge points off the board. 14 points in two weeks and maybe game-changing kind of points. Then, Urban Meyer, fourth and two. And by the way, it was third and two to begin with. They roll Trevor right. They don't get it. And then yeah. on fourth and two, they decide to go for it. Up 17-13. And at this time, they have all the momentum. They really had a lot of momentum at this stage. And uh, it felt like they had the Dolphins on the ropes. And Dolphins get a big stop. But you have to kick the field goal, right? I mean, you have to go up seven points, keep the momentum, and not have what happened happened. And mm -hmm. that is the momentum shifted. They went right down and scored and took the lead. Uh, I, I just, I'm a, I love the aggressive nature of Urban. He said he was going to be aggressive when he got the job. He continues to say it. And you know what? They have been aggressive. But there's difference between being, like, reckless and kamikaze style aggressive yes. than it is being football aggressive. I thought that one was a little bit reckless. That was too far outside the book yeah. to do that. Do you agree? No, I, I definitely agree. Um, to echo what you said a little bit, it's all about the momentum. And at that point, you had the momentum. You were up by four. A field goal puts it to seven. And now all of a sudden, you know, they can't beat you. They're the best they can do right now is tie you. 
I would have took those odds. No, you handed it off to James Robinson, so you like to see that on fourth That is two. true. But my argument is then where was that on third down? You know, like yeah, if, if, if if running the ball was going to be the goal and trying to play a physical brand of football for, for that drive was the goal, well, then do that third down as well. You know, don't get fancy on third down and then try to go back to what you want to do on fourth down. So I, I didn't like the call. Uh, and when I, I get hindsight's twenty twenty, but to go up seven there, um, to kick the ball back and give it to them, you know, at the 20, 25, whatever the case may be, I like that a lot better than all of a sudden a momentum change. And you saw, you saw how it changed after that as well. Oh, it was, it was huge. And, and that's, you bring up a great point. There were two, and we're going to get to the other fourth down. Um, and actually, I left one of them out. There, there's really, in my opinion now, there's, yeah, there's five fourth downs to talk about over the last three. The first three went bad. Yes. I just gave you Cincinnati. Tennessee, and then the one we're talking about. And then the next two go right, and fourth and one, and then fourth and eight. Mm-hmm. One defensive stop, the offensive play to set up the field goal. Mm-hmm. And so we'll get to those in a moment. But my, my big, uh, what I get after coaches, at least while I'm watching a game, and this is any game, mm-hmm. is that if you're going to go for it, know you're going to go for it on third down because it changes. Like, if it's third and five and you think you're in a go-for-it territory, what you call on third and five can impact how you call it on fourth and two or fourth and five. If you don't think you're going to go for it, then that should impact your play call and the aggressive nature of it and where you are on the field and all that stuff if you're just going to punt it away or, or kick it. And so, to me, I agree with you. I didn't think the third down play suggested that the Jags were going to go for it on fourth down. No, they didn't try to close. really fool anybody. No. They cut half the field off. It was covered up pretty nice, but it wasn't like an overly good scheme play mm-hmm. for the Jags. In fact, I thought it was kind of a badly schemed play. They cut the field in half. And so I didn't like that play call. Again, if you're going to go for it on fourth down, I mean, take two runs or just go like a st- stuff everybody in there, almost like you would on the goal line and then sneak somebody out on third down Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so it just didn't feel like they were thinking it so it felt like kind of spur of the moment so my criticism of the coaches is like hey think a play ahead i mean come on be ready to go and i i could criticize them actually for the same thing at the end of the game i can't believe they were thinking hail mary in that spot well i mean they should think hail mary but they shouldn't have had to really change like you can make that play like, they actually let the clock run down too much. They should have kept, like, six or seven seconds on it, in my opinion, because you can. I've seen plays against the Jags go three seconds, boom, over the middle. Yes. And at that point, all you have to do is defend a Hail Mary from 60 yards away if you don't get the first down, mm-hmm. right? So I guess my, my criticism of the coaching staff, Urban, anybody else, would be, hey, why aren't they ahead of this a little bit? Like, don't you have to be as a play caller and as a coach, like, two or three plays ahead in the sequencing? I would think you would. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm not sure if these are pre-designed scripts here that you, you thought, okay, like these have worked for us in practice, whatever the case may be. But every game is different. And every situation is different once you find yourself in the heart of the game. Um, Miami, you know, the, I think overall, like Robinson didn't have his best day. I mean, he also didn't get the ball like, you know, like you wanted to see probably. But, like, they, he didn't have his best day. Miami did a good job hitting him in the backfield. But you still got to rely on your identity and what you do. And maybe you try to get too fancy with that play call. But like you said, it wasn't anything like where it was like, oh, this is different. Like, no, they just Miami did a great, great job on third down, shut it down. And then you go back to fourth down where I think they kind of saw that play coming. So to me, it's all about you got to be in the moment and, and you got to adjust off that. You can't. It's good to have these pre-designed scripts and everything for emergency situations. 
But if that was the case for, for that series, you shouldn't have used it there. Yeah, and, and, and by the way, it's just not the time to go for it. If you can go up a touchdown and you haven't yeah. won a game in 400 days, like your guys have worked too hard to get to that point, get you back in the game after being down 13-3. Yeah. Like I don't think that's well-received on the sideline to go for it and miss. And now most players will say, let's go for it. I'm glad he trusted me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I don't think so in that situation. We got ourselves back in the game back in the lead, and in the fourth quarter, we have a chance to go up a field goal where we essentially can't lose the game in regulation. Mm -hmm. And, well, you kind of just took that away from us, and now we might lose the game in regulation. Like, I don't think that's a good message. I mean, you go for the field goal there, you're still going for the kill. You're up seven. It comes down to you trying to shoot him in the chest or shoot him in the head. Like, shoot him in the head, right, then go for it, and hopefully you get it, but it doesn't matter. Just... Go for the kill, go up seven, and leave it to your defense, who was playing a better brand of football in the second half. Yeah, and also it doesn't breed a lot of confidence in your defense, right? No, not, if you not at you say, oh, what, we don't feel like a, t a touchdown's good enough. Yeah. And by the way, in the NFL, a touchdown a lot of times isn't good enough. Mm -hmm. But again, you couldn't, you were going to get another possession in that game, even if you gave it up, as we learned. They got a couple more. Yeah. So I just, I think in real time, I always try to, because I get mad, not mad, but I always think it's funny about the folks that when we're live tweeting, they like six hours later, they hit me back about something you said in the second quarter when oh, things yeah, were going yeah. terrible. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I try to do the same here. I've tried to put myself in the situation, and a lot of times I love being aggressive. I love the fact that they go for it. This one I didn't. Like, I never felt good about that. I, I just thought it was but the wrong call. Do you think, I mean, with Matthew Wright, were they not fully confident with him I, at, I was, at that point? I thought point? about that, Austin, but this was, they were pretty close in there now. I mean, yeah. like, that wasn't like, if, if you if you were going to tell me that was, uh, the ball was sitting on the 37-yard line, mm -hmm. I would, I would have then felt differently about the whole thing, because I'm not sure I would have trusted Matthew Wright, okay? Sure. But this was way down, what, were they inside the 20 or something? Mm -hmm. I mean, it just, it just said, I think, I think every coach in the National Football League kicks the field goal there. And sometimes different is good, but sometimes being different compared to every coach in the National Football League that would kick the field goal there yeah. is, is, is not that smart. It's not that smart. And it turned out that it wasn't smart. Um, so that, that's but, that play. But it, yeah. But then it Thankfully sets up everything won. else. Yeah, they set up everything else. And we're probably doing too critical too early about a play like that. But when we come back, I think you also have to applaud the coaching staff for the fourth and eight play, the actual execution of the play, because it's something they practiced, the old slider play, and he wasn't talking about Matthew Wright's kick. That was more of a curve. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this was the slider play, and I love the play, and we have seen it before. And once again, the Jags proved if you have a timeout in your pocket, you can run a play in three or four seconds in the National Football League. We've seen it before. And I thought that was executed perfectly. But I do have a question about it when well, we come back. And at the end of the day, I mean, if you're busy practicing the slider play over the quarterback sneak, I'm, I'm not mad at it, man. Yes, I yes. mean, if, <laughs> if that's where the quarterback sneak time went to the slider play, yes. it paid dividends. That's, that's a good point. It paid dividends. That's a good point. That might have been the key. <laughs> might have been the key. Uh, we'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. <laughs> change plan we're going to do a hail mary uh, uh or you know one of the big ben plays just to jump ball in the end zone and i kept staring at the clock and we practice this every week and it's called slider it's where you get the ball and we usually say six seconds five seconds and we told our quarterback and levisque and i had the fisher right there and i said you know as soon as he catches and goes down timeout and he caught it timeout and i looked there's still that one second left so we we practiced that quite a bit <laughs> 
Well, it was the best slider in Jacksonville history, and that includes Randy Johnson and others that have thrown for the Suns and Shrimp. How about that? I like that, man. That was a good slider play. Great slider play. Fantastic. I, I do like this, and I think this, sh I think this gives people confidence mm -hmm. here in Jacksonville. When you feel like you won the chess match a bit. Mm -hmm. See, I thought the Jags were going to do that play from the jump. When they initially, if you go back and look at it, I'll, I'll, I'll have to go back and look at it too to exactly know, but I just, in real time, I remember going back and look, and, and I mean, watching this, and I was like, are they going to throw a quick play? You have time. I, I tweeted it. I was like, you, you can run a play in four seconds and call timeout. Because there was, there was like a review or something happened, right? Uh, <laughs> Glenn says, Randy threw for the Jacks post. Thank you very much. <laughs> Not the Suns. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, but uh, the – so I thought they were going to do it because they had Dan Arnold. Initially when they lined up, I was at the top split out, like um, next to, next to like uh, Cam Robinson. Yeah. Okay, but he was split out wide a little bit. Mm -hmm. And there was nobody on him. For Miami, because they were playing deep, but they had got the outside guys. They might have had three defensive backs kind of near the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And so they, but the Jags had four receivers. And mm -hmm. so I was like, oh, they're going to hit Dan Arnold quick here, get a first down, call timeout. Mm -hmm. Well, then the Jags called timeout. And so then when Miami came out for the next play, they had four or five corners along that spot. So now they had everybody covered up. I was like, oh, now they might not be able to do it. Yeah. So then they ran it down to LaVisca Chenault and, and obviously made the quick play. So that was me thinking and watching it in real time. And, uh, but in reality, they were actually going to go for a Hail Mary and then called the timeout yeah. to run the slider play. Yep. But I will be honest with you, I was surprised they wouldn't run that right from the get-go. I, I mean, that play is there. To it do. was, yeah. Um, a few things have to happen where, first of all, you know, you can't. Like, so the defender from Miami kind of touched LaVisca right away. And if he just kind of just takes it easy, who's it? Because, like, we didn't really see the, I mean, at least I didn't watch it, the clock rundown in terms of how close was it from going to zero. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure if it was there a couple of seconds to really spare or not. Well, I think there's two things going on there. Uh, yes, I think because you really can run that play in three seconds. I've seen it done. Okay. Um, but you also tell the official that LaVisca's going to give himself up even if he's not touched. Mm-hmm. And then you call a timeout. But I'm not saying you're but wrong. You I'm not saying yeah, you're wrong. Yeah. But if you tell the official prior, listen, we are going to give ourselves up once we cross the 40 or 35, whatever it is, yeah. 35 would be, then boom. So I think you can give the official a heads up that okay. you want. And Urban's standing right next to him ready to go to the timeout. No, do you think Urban did that? No, he did. He said he okay. was right next to the official. Okay, so he so told So I think they did that. Okay. I think that's part of that play. Let's, you better do that because that has to be part of that play. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I mean, you have to but, say, I'm giving myself up. Okay, I got you. Because, I mean, literally that one-second difference where if you're just in a prevent defense, you give up the underneath, don't do anything, and just make sure he goes to the ground and you tackle him when the clock. I mean, yes. it, it, it was minuscule in it terms was of close. time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm not, I don't know. So my point being, like, the Jags actually win in a chess match in the moment. Doesn't that feel good? Yeah. Right? I think that makes the fans feel good. I'll Absolutely. tell you what, I bet it makes the locker room feel good. Sure. Yeah. But when you think you outsmarted them and then out-executed them. Absolutely. And the Jags, let's be honest with you, they're not the Chiefs talent-wise. They're not uh, the Rams talent-wise. They they're not going to always out-athlete you, you know, no. or, or out 
just be better than you. Mm -hmm. And so in some of these moments, you better be able to out-scheme, out-smart, out-execute well, I mean, from a chess the, match. Standpoint. And that's the biggest thing in Miami right now is Flores got out-coached. You know, I mean, that's... That's their opening headlines. That's what they're talking about right now, and they're probably asking for his job just because you can't lose to the Jaguars. It's kind of a tradition as old as time where if you lose to the Jaguars, something <laughs> yeah, bad's going to happen to your organization because that doesn't happen. And he coached, he did coach poorly. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the challenges, I'm not sure if I'm really mad about the challenges. I'll be honest with you. Like, the, the, there are two momentum-changing calls, and, like, I think if it's reversed and it's the Jaguars, I think we're, I mean, at least I'm cheering for him to challenge that. Well, yes, I would have challenged because I think actually it was clear the one angle they showed on the incomplete pass that it hit the ground. Yeah. Like, I, th I think that would, so if, if they called it complete, I think Jacksonville would have won mm. the challenge. Because yeah. mm -hmm. I think it was clear. A lot of people say it wasn't, but because you can't tell if his hand's underneath it, it clearly hits the ground, like half the football from the side angle they showed. But if he has possession, though, of it, it can still hit the ground. Yeah, but I think you have to assume possession. Okay. I mean, I don't know if you're allowed to assume possession. I think it clearly hits the ground. Like, okay. that's I a mean, really just, tough rule to begin with. No, it for used sure, to be sure. last year or two years ago that if it hit the ground, it was incomplete, and Correct. now you can possess it. Well, But I'm saying if it was ruled a catch, though, maybe could it was you tough. say? Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I thought it was, thought it was an tough. easy point. I think the Jags would have won on an overturn anyway. Okay. But um, who knows? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, who knows, right? Wait, that's certainly the case. Uh, and then the fourth for Flores, the fourth and one to me made no sense. What, what about the one in Agnew, though? Uh, the Agnew, oh, no. Actually, that was a, that wasn't a terrible review because it, the one of the angles looked like I was like, "What is he doing?" Well, and, and then yeah. then you saw the finger, but that was a depth perception thing. I don't think it hit it, but no, if you saw it, it from either. the side angle, it kind of looks like it. You see it from the other angle, you're yeah. like, "Nah, it, it didn't." And once again, you score a touchdown off that if it gets called. Yeah, that's you know? a big so, play. I mean, I, so I, I, I don't blame that's him there an either. Okay, one. Okay, but I think I forget about the challenges. It's the fourth and one. You have a rookie quarterback, and by the way, their defense was starting to really work the Jags' offensive line. Mm -hmm. Like, they were taking control of the line. Uh, Trevor was on the run, as seen after the fourth and one, where they went backwards for three plays. Yeah. So, I think, I think that, was a, that was a gross miss. This wasn't Tom Brady getting the ball back. Mm -hmm. And they could have pinned him inside the 10. Mm -hmm. So, I think that was a really poor decision on fourth and one, especially given the play call. You, you have to pass. Yeah. The Jags' pass defense is awful. Mm -hmm. Their run defense is actually pretty good. This is true. So I think Flores did coach poorly in that game, especially down the stretch. I don't know how you defend the slider play because you don't want to give up too much on the Hail Mary. You want to be able to take away anything quick on an out to the out-of-bounds marker. It's a tough play to defend. If the offense executes it, executes it like that, you, just... If I'm don't Flores, touch him. Don't touch him. I'm yeah. saying I'm playing prevent. Don't touch him because even even if Urban Meyer says, all right, once he's down, he's down, fine. But you still get like a couple second grace period because it's not like you're running a no huddle offense and all of a sudden it's like, all right, if he gets the first down, like he's down, you know, like you can't yeah. say that. Yeah. Like, the, the, the clock would have struck zero. You're in overtime. Tony, by the way, says it was fourth down, so that's why the Jags probably hesitated. I understand that. But if I were the Jags, I'd be willing to even give them the ball for a Hail Mary from their own 42-yard line if they got short on the fourth down play. Yeah. I just, listen, you've lost 20 yeah. <laughs> in a row. I mean, I'll take that chance uh, to go try to go for the win. So it was cool to see the Jags executed the play. 904-362-9901. You can give us a buzz. Uh, Steven Zane on the line. We'll get to him in the, in the next segment. We're going to take a break. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.